a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 36 I press the pendant back into his palm and hold it there as if we're sharing a prayer, feeling its rhythm as the curved shape touches our skin. I unclasp my hand and it seems to send out a glow lighting up his face. I lift the mango seedling and brush the leaves under his nose. Look, Papa, I carried the stone all the way from our orchard back home. He blinks and frowns, as if the scent has reminded him of something, but the blank expression returns and he drops his head to one side. Please remember us. When's the nurse coming? he says, ignoring me. She comes every day. We have to get home to Mormonali, Papa. Where's that? His voice is quiet, confused. This is my home. Who, who are you? Why are you calling me Papa? I know he doesn't mean it, but his words hurt more than anything that's happened so far. The song he used to sing to me comes into my head and I sing it as softly and sweetly as I can. Uncle Moon's gone far away Where's he gone? Where's he gone? Far, far away Chanta mamma dorke, chanta mamma dorke, kitha ke, kitha ke, dur dur ke. The lullaby calms him to sleep as the sky outside turns midnight blue and I watch over him. But then he opens his eyes suddenly. Although he's still asleep. Hot! Burning hot! He cries out again and again, his face filled with panic, as if he's back in the factory, seeing the horror over and over again. I'm, I'm here, Papa. I try to wake him from the nightmare. It's all over! You're safe! But it doesn't make any difference. He stays inside his head, locked away from me. I lay next to him, tears sliding from the corners of my eyes, and watch him fall asleep again without knowing who I am. What's the point? Nothing is working. Not my prayers, not the mango seedling I've carried and nurtured. Nothing! I lay my head on the blanket and, completely exhausted, let sleep wash over me. 
In the morning, dawn edges its way into the small room, filling every corner with a soft pink haze as I wake slowly from an exhausting sleep. I stare in wonder at the ceiling beside the bed, which has grown overnight, and now it's at least as tall as my arm, with dozens of new leaves and blossom. Its roots have spread through the bottom of the pot, covering the table in a network of fine spirals. The room fills with the scent of sweet, ripe mango, and when I look closer, hidden behind the leaves, is a small, oval fruit, yellow, striped with red. A tapping on the window startles me, but I leap off the bed and pull aside the curtains. Nanachi! It's you! You you came to see Papa! I stretch my arms out flat against the cold window, but still her wings are way longer. I press my face so close to hers that I see her golden-flecked eyes. But he doesn't know me, Nanaji. He just can't remember. She taps three more times with her smooth grey beak. What can I do? She beats her wings, arcing high above the trees, and swoops off into the sky. I watch her until she's a tiny dot, until I can't see her any more. But no, she's still there somewhere, and that she won't be far away. R Rohan? I rush to Papa's side, and he sweeps his fingers across my head. What are you doing here? No, Papa! I laugh. It's me! It's Asha! He cups my face in his hands. Asha, of course. How could I mistake you? His voice is raspy, each word forming slowly. I feel so tired. I fling my arms around him. Papa! My Papa! I cry, burrowing into the blanket. You've been ill for a long time, but you're going to get better. The ancient rhythms sweep through me, and I know that all my ancestors are with me. Why did you cut your beautiful hair? Papa, I went to the highest temple in the world so I could find you. I cut my hair and made a sacrifice. I've been in a dream, he continues, still speaking carefully. I dreamt about a fire. There was a fire in the factory, but we didn't know why your letter stopped. I read your last letter over and over again. He puts his arms around me and I curl my body against his. The moment I've waited for is finally here. My darling Asha. Jeevan and me, I say between sobs. We, we came to find you together. He pulls me closer, kissing the top of my head. No more tears now. The nurse pushes open the door, nearly dropping the breakfast tray. Your papa's speaking to you, she says, putting the tray on the side table. I can't believe it. That's incredible. 
I don't know what magic you did in here last night, she smiles, but it's definitely worked. What's that huge mango plant doing in here? Does that mean we can go home? asks Papa. How is your mum? My beautiful Inashki and Rohan and, and Rupa. The nurse pushes him gently back onto the pillow. Don't overexcite yourself. I'll still have to check with the doctor. She puts some pills into a container and hands them to Papa with a glass of water. We all missed you so much, Papa. And we met people in Zandapur who helped us. Lakshmi and Raj. I take a big gulp of air. Uh, and they say we can stay with them for a few days before we go home. I rest against the pillow, trying to catch my breath. I think that's enough information at the moment, says the nurse, handing Papa a small see-through bag with a dirty folded envelope inside. This was in your trouser pocket. Thank you, nurse, says Papa. It's the wages I was saving to send home. I took my head into Papa's shoulder. It was hard for Ma, but she did her best, I whisper. My little Ashi, he strokes my hair. Every time I look at him, he seems more and more like my old Papa. I hold on to him as tightly as I can. I'm never going to let you go, I say, ever. That was another Tell a Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com.